Reading in Church, a proud partner with Audible.com. Previously on Reading in Church and Other Distractions. They all end with some sort of judgment. So so like um, Sermon on the Mount ends with the storm coming and the, the house built on the rock, which symbolizes a house built on a rock. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> I think the oil in the lamps here symbolizes the, the oil, oil in, in the lamps. lamps. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness! Well, people slow go, down there, Harvard. People <laughs> go nuts with the oil in the lamps. Um, some people talk about these aren't real Christians because they don't have the Holy Spirit. Because the oil means the Holy Spirit. Because it always means that, right? Wow. Uh, or uh, other people are saying, no, we're, we're we're now talking about the dispensation of Israel that's so been restarted because the prophetic clock is now uh, moving. Because when Jesus secretly returned, he hit the clock and the battery is still good. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, folks. I'm sorry. Oh, we're going to have to... I'm going to be better from now on. I don't believe you. Yeah. But... You know, like the big old Israel after Joshua. I, I appreciate... <laughs> Welcome to Reading in Church and Other Distractions with Rob and Mike. Well, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Robert Wallace. I'm Michael McKeever. And this is the second Sunday of Advent. So the readings for December 10th, 2017. Where the magic happens. And... <laughs> Mike still got Let's try that again. His sound effects. So where the magic happens. Ooh, that's that's magical. That might be better. That's very magical. Okay. Uh, though I I discount magic as it is forbidden by the Torah. Right. Um, we have four readings. We have Isaiah forty. So still in Isaiah, okay. as we will be much of Advent. Right. Uh, big yeah. on Isaiah there the in big Advent. Book. Uh, it is. Uh, psalm 85, so we now have a Sons of Korah psalm, uh, uh, the first boy band in recorded history, Sons I believe, the Sons of Korah. Second uh, Peter 3, moves. Uh, 8 to 15. Yes, finally. Uh, that's not finally. What yes. we're waiting for. <laughs> People have been clamoring, gosh, when is the lectionary going to put us in second <laughs> Peter? Uh, and then the beginning of Mark. So we had the ending of Mark, not the ending ending, but the apocalyptic ending yeah. of Mark mm-hmm. in uh, last week, and, but now we're going to start over. The so. beginning. Yeah, yes. at the beginning. Mark. So is this the what Jesus meant by the first will be last and the last will be... That must be, be it. I think that's what it is he's saying there. So hope that you will uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, shoot us an email asking us questions, and we're happy to respond to those. Um, anything that you are... Since last time we were together? Yeah, anything Anything <laughs> ten, happened since last time? Ago? No, no, all right. You posted some popular memes, but I'm not going to say well, where. All right, I'm just one they of They were Christian, though. Uh, they were Christian and, and inspired conversation. And they were dank Christian. They were, <laughs> they were dank memes, man. That's my word. Oh, we're never going to be It's a gift, to, We're right? never going to... It is. Yeah. It's one of my spiritual the gifts, gifts. The lists of gifts are not exhaustive. No, it's... I, I, just, I just give it to Jesus. That's just what I do. <laughs> Um, you know what? Maybe we should just go. Or ahead. whoever the moderator Thanks. is. Of <laughs> hey, Sus, I didn't. I couldn't tell. Um, you want to read Isaiah forty? No, I, I really that. want you to read Isaiah forty now. Start. Please, please. Okay. Comfort, oh comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. Like Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? <laughs> all people are grass. 
Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, and the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. There you go. Good job description Yeah, <laughs> for a pastor. Yes, it really is a good job description for a pastor. Hmm. Um, this is the beginning of the second part of uh, Isaiah. This is when I talked about last week about there yeah. being different time periods. Right. Um, this is the very beginning of that second time period. So yeah. th- there's no transition at all. I mean, the I last know. verse of 39 is uh, is Hezekiah saying, well, there'll be peace in my day. Mm. Yeah, that's okay, it. Yeah. That's, that's the last thing yeah. he says. Okay. And then the next thing is, well, comfort, comfort my people. Mm-hmm. So God says, you know, the Babylonians are coming back. Well, not during my lifetime, right? Nope. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Comfort, comfort my people. Fast I mean, forward. I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, in a, in a manuscript with no chapter divisions and no versification, I can't even imagine how abrupt that level yeah. of, of shock, but yeah. but the editors seem cool with this, Quite right? I mean, there's something, there's 150 years of silence that is met by a space bar in mm-hmm. this. That's just yeah. nothing. But but you get comfort, comfort. Um, so you skip to the end of the exile. It's just, just completely the yeah. end of the exile. Yeah. yeah. Um, comfort in Hebrew is the word Nahum. Uh, it's actually Nahum's oh. name, Nahum. It is a word that can sometimes mean repent, but... Uh, it is a word that I or think in association. Warm blanket? No, it doesn't oh. mean word blanket. Uh, but it does mean um, it, it is a sign of the ending of the exile. And so I think oh. there are a couple of places it's used that when you see it, you think, oh, wow. Okay. So th- there's a, a level of exilic association with this comfort mm-hmm. that's coming in here. It's called the Book of Comfort, beginning uh, of this that's section. Jeremiah. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So no. <laughs> That would be a negatory. You're right. It does it does happen in the Old Testament and in a big prophet. It's just not this big prophet. Yeah. It's the one that we have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is the beginning of that. And so you get this. I'll, I'll stop teaching that to my New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> you get this this wonderful uh, this restoration that that comes in this chapter. And I'm I'm sorry we don't get my favorite part of this chapter. On the one hand, on the other hand, I'm kind of glad we don't get my favorite part of this chapter because it's the most marketable part of this chapter. It's the part that's always on the inspirational pictures with the valley and the the bird flying over it, and that is oh the, yeah yeah you know you mount up on wings uh, like eagles, which comes <laughs> at the end of this. Yeah. Um, but the thing I love about this passage there were no eagles is there yeah. were no eagles. Yeah. Yes, that's what I love that, that yeah. eagles are not indigenous to Palestine, and yeah. that likely this word in Hebrew that is translated in everybody's Bible as eagle mm. uh, is actually a buzzard yeah, uh, or uh, vulture. Go um, and so, but, but, and as I, I know I just, people feel like I just screwed up that passage, but I didn't stay with me because the image that you get there soaring like a, a vulture um, or condor, which is another, <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> that sets the pit. They, the probably, couldn't the they probably couldn't hear the quacking. They just yeah. heard me get broken up about it. Um, vultures, buzzards, these 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 and these birds that eat carrion were were almost like magical animals because they could literally consume death and turn it into life. They could mm. they, these mm-hmm. these birds could literally eat 
the dead and then soar after this. And so, I mean, this is a very powerful, and I would even say a powerful resurrection image that is going on for, for Judah in this time that, that they've been in exile. They've received twice what they deserved for their sins, at least here. Um, and God is about to make this highway. He's about to lead them through the desert. He's about to bring them out. He is about yeah. to risk. Okay. He's going to resurrect this country. He's going to resurrect yeah. this people yeah. out of the midst of, of it is that, you know, grass withers, flower fades, but God's word stands forever. And he is going to take his arm ruling for him and give his reward and, and literally resurrect this people um, mm. up out of, out of the dust. And I think that's a, I mean, obviously Ezekiel makes that resurrection explicit resurrection, but here that image of vulture consuming death yeah. and turning it into life and soaring with it. I just, that's beautiful to me. Um, now it screws up all the it screws up all the pictures and the Christian bookstores, but what makes sense of the text? It, it, it is a literal reading of the text, though, yeah. as opposed to a yeah. convenient reading of the text, a marketable reading of the text. Christian gifts screw up the text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Little precious moments. Okay. Uh, I've got a turnabout fair play. Got a great. I've got to have to bring that book to you because it's a list of Christian top ten lists. And one of them was the top 10 least popular precious moment figurines. Um, <laughs> help me, Lord, I broke my nose. Um, my personal favorite was the number one mo- least popular was uh, Help me, Lord, I've sentimentalized the gospel for money. That was, oh, <laughs> that was wow. the number one least wow. popular precious moment figurine. <laughs> wow. So anyway, mm-hmm. but this is one that is so overly spiritualized and, and I, I get it. It's mm-hmm. nice, you know, that those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. And, but, but it's more than that. It's, it's those who have well, been oppressed for yeah, years yeah. and hopeless in that, darkness with no visible that's, means by which you can survive. That's what we're coming out of. Yeah. God is able to consume that yeah. and turn it into yeah. majestic glory. I mean, that's, that is neat. Yeah. People uh, don't come back from exile. No, usually. No, you, know? you don't. There's, yeah. No, absolutely like not. Once your nation diagnosis. is destroyed, exactly. Your nation is destroyed. Your nation is destroyed. That's yeah, the way it goes. And, extraordinary. And so the idea that this group can be resurrected—that's just that's neat. Yeah. Um, now I'm not sure why this is uh, an Easter text or an Easter text, a Christmas text, an Advent text. Probably a um, preparation. Preparation. Is that it? I think maybe. Yeah, or we're praying. A voice. Well, a voice yeah. cries out in the mm-hmm. wilderness, mm-hmm. right? Prepare yeah. the way of the prepare yeah. the way of the every Lord. gospel. I mean, all the synoptics quote this. Yeah. And I think it's I forgot a, about that. There's echoes of this in John in a weird place. Not like the others, but all well, of them of start course. there. All of them start with this text. Very interesting. And the wilderness prepares. So then okay, then let me ask this question. Now I'm I'm brainstorming. Of course we're gonna get there in a second. This is this is really this isn't good whenever we just brainstorm like this. But oh, I'm yeah. just curious. Yeah. Is there a sense in which More like a drizzle? <laughs> it probably is just <laughs> a, a, mist. a light mist coming over the ground. <laughs> is there a sense in which the gospels are understanding exile coming to an end in the person of Christ? I mean, some sort of notion of, is there an exilic? Because I don't hear that much, this notion of exilic ending. Uh, You know what they're tapping into is that this is a, this is an Isaiahic second Exodus language. Oh, yeah, it is. It absolutely is. So it's Exodus language they're tapping into. That was like super hot in the first century. Oh, that that was all the big deal. Everybody's always going out in the desert and preparing, you know, the Essenes, Qumran. Right, right, right. There's all these false prophets we talked about last week. They would lead people out into the desert. Right. Because God's going to do this thing out in the desert. That's where he does it. And Rome would just mow them down. They'd they'd lead big groups out. It's like, and even Paul's in Acts. He says, "Are you that? Are you that guy? You know that false prophet who he mentions one of them. Who historically we know he led a bunch of people out in the desert, and Rome killed them all." Wow, 
the common thing. So people always like this fervor. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is Exodus imagery. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. the reality is that's the way they would talk about exile is this, yeah. this reversal of this, yeah. this, well, I, I talk about exile as a revoking of Exodus, right? That you, you, God yeah. led you out of captivity, right. brought you into the land. Yeah. You couldn't live in the land. So he's revoking uh -huh. the land and sending you back into uh -huh. captivity. He's yeah. foreclosed. You couldn't make the payments. And yeah. so he's foreclosed on the land. Mm -hmm. And so now he's, you know, bringing you out again. Okay. So they're picking up on that mm -hmm. Exodus. Yeah, I yeah. get that. I get that. Yeah. Now that would be probably most explicit in Matthew, wouldn't it? With Moses' idea? Um, wouldn't he want to make it most explicit? Um, well, yeah, it's like, it's like there's a metaphor and then like he, he extends the metaphor. Oh, you know, okay. Does so more he takes with, it even further. more with Moses in terms of Exodus. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do get um, this image of God as uh, shepherd and God as king is a big deal here too. I mean, this is where Exodus, uh, excuse me, excuse me, Isaiah uh, picking up on that Yahweh Malak idea that I talked about in the fourth book of the Psalms, where the you've Psalms 93, 94, mm -hmm. not 94, 93, 95, 90 through 99, all have this God as King idea. There are a lot of um, lexical connections, a lot of language connections between that part of the Psalms and the second part of Isaiah, this 40 to uh, 55 okay. area. Yeah. There's a lot of imagery and that kind of thing that, that is overlapping there. Right. So. Right. And this would this would literally be how you would how a king would travel. You would, yeah. people would run ahead and yeah. smooth out the way. Just, Make sure that it's yeah. safe. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So this way, this you know, this wilderness imagery and the way imagery very important. Well, Christians you I, you always yeah. want to pick up wilderness yeah. imagery, yeah. Wilderness and 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 the way the the uh, the journey the uh, the road the path. You know, the Christians yeah. are called followers of the way. The way. Yeah. yeah. Does this imagery. passage figure into your? Uh, Road movie and yeah, road yeah. writing oh, imagery. Yeah. I mean, uh, and of all the gospel writers, Luke quotes more of this text. Really? Yeah. That he, would surprise he, me. He gets into, uh, well, he, we get a little bit of Mark. We're going to see that. Uh, we're going to get verse three here, but I, I think uh, we get all of verse four. And do we get five? I don't think so. I think we get, we get twice as much in Luke. So. Okay. Yeah, he plays with the, uh, the journey and the path imagery. Wow. Really. Yeah. So, and, and, and of course, that's in. In Greek, it's hadas and ex hadas, you yeah. know, the path out. Yeah. It's all interwoven there. That's neat. Yeah. Okay. All right, you want to keep going? Yep. Psalm okay. 85, I'm 1 ready. to 2 and 8 to 13. The last thing we need to read is 3 to 7. Yeah. Do not go there. <laughs> do not. Don't get those. That is not what Europe is about. <laughs> Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You pardoned all their sin. Selah. <laughs> Which I've heard means guitar solo. It, right? it may. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who can say? Let me, hear what, let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, Shalom. to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him, this, that his glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground, and righteousness will look down from the sky. Mm -hmm. The Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and will make a path for his steps. There you go. It goes nicely with Isaiah. This is a... Uh, I obviously have more ways going on here, right? Mm -hmm. you know, walking and making a path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the sons of Korah, uh, keepers of the uh, singers in the temple. Mm -hmm. um, 
most of the Psalms uh, 84, I think it's 84, on to uh, the end have connections to uh, the sons of Korah. They do. It is 84. The rest were mm-hmm. Asaph songs. Um, except Psalm 88, which is Heman the Ezraite, who was one of the sons of Korah, but tried a solo career uh, as, yeah. as all boy mm-hmm. bands. Mm-hmm. There's nothing no. new under the sun, you see. I think I saw that on Behind the Music. Yeah, it was. Pursuing separate projects. It is. There. He just decided to you know develop these separate ideas. Um, so uh, the the Korahites like to sing about the temple. They like to sing about the land. I the end of of book three is an interesting thing to me because, as I said before, book three is an exilic book. The I mean, it opens mm-hmm. with the temple being destroyed. It opens with this this lack of hope in Psalm seventy three and seventy four. Strong opening. All it is a big opening. It opens at the end there, um, and then you have the. The, all these Asaphite psalms asking questions: Why God? How long, God? We read one of the the cries last week. What you the know. what, God? Yeah, yeah. I think that was the title of one of them. And then you start getting the the Korahite psalms, and the Korahite psalms seem to alternate happiness and unhappiness. And so, oh. but people like to just focus on the happiness ones, right? So it's like Psalm eighty four okay. is the um, you know better is one day in your house. Kind of thing. Oh, huge hit for them. Oh, uh, that was a big hit for the Sons of Korah. Yeah, that was that one sung all the time. That's on the Time Life collection. Um, but the, that the is Sons of Korah. That is the. I mean, this whole thing is about how great the temple is. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, and most people just read it as, well, these people love the temple. But I think in the context of Book Three as an exilic book, huh. yeah. it's it's a longing. Right. It's yeah, not right. a. Isn't mm-hmm. God's temple great? It's oh yeah. man, God, I wish we had your temple. You know, that's yeah. Yeah. You know, I missed that. Oh man, the fifties were great. Yeah. Unless you're a woman. <laughs> or, or, a minority. or a person of color, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um so then eighty-five, right after this isn't the temple great, you get this uh well, we skipped the parts that make it lamenty, uh, but the sense of, you know, restore us God. Lamenty. Lamenty. Yeah, like that. It's lamenty fresh. Lamenty. <laughs> it's lamenty fresh. Uh, on the heels of destruction. Hmm. Um, will you be angry at us forever? Hmm. Are you going to take this away for us forever? And all this crying out to God. Yeah. And then you get the moment of, of course, you come to this moment of trust. Surely salvation is at hand. Let's hear what God will speak. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be good. But that's on the heels of yeah. the problem. Well, then right after this is the only Psalm of David in 80, in book three, where, I, I mean, anytime you have David, you're thinking kingship and it's a lament. It's a flat out lament. So okay. David is lamenting after this. And okay. then you get after that, a celebration of the holy mountain. And then after that, you get the darkest lament that you have in mm. the whole book of Psalms, Psalm 88. Huh. And then you have Psalm 89, which is this huge lament of um, of the kingship and why God has broken his word and mm-hmm. David's kingship has come to an okay. end. So, so this alternating pattern with the sons of Korah of celebrating land, celebrating temple. Where is the land? Where is the temple? Celebrating the mountain. Okay. Why don't we have the mountain? Mm. Where are you, God? You've rejected us, abused us. So these are this is an up and down kind of thing, but I I think or is it I no, I don't I think they're sung, sung longingly. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a remembrance of land, remembrance yeah. of mm-hmm. temple, remembrance yeah. of kingship. Oh yeah, and and we're asking God to you know you forgave the iniquity of your people, you pardoned them, you know make it make it better. You yeah. know, how long you, right. you you were faithful before, you've forgiven people before for problems. How, yeah. how about now? Yeah, can you forgive us now? Yeah. That'd be nice, mm-hmm. and that's that's what you're. I think you're getting in these. these there's songs. there's never well there's there, uh, rabbinical writers they write about the temple all the time, oh, detailed yeah. things about the temple. It's like because yeah. it ain't there because it ain't there. It's this yeah. longing for that, yeah. you know, that moment where yeah. heaven touches earth, which is yeah. the 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 goal of this yeah. from the beginning, right? right. Where heaven touches uh-huh. earth, yeah, and and ultimately we get there in Revelation. Spoiler alert yeah. that you well, get to, yep. you know, right. and that happens, but. 
Yeah, these are these are interesting. I mm. I really like reading the Psalms together mm-hmm. more so than reading them as an anthology. You know, let's yeah. turn in our hymn books to page forty seven. Yeah, um, I like whole album. Yeah, play it play it from beginning to end. I, I do. I, I like to listen to mm. where we're going from Psalm to Psalm, and um, that is. Not many people do that. No, they don't. They don't. That's Um, good. But that's Mm. where that's where I started in in graduate school. Was Mm -hmm. you know what? This is like you know the Book of Psalms might be a book. There's a sense of story that might come out of this Mm -hmm. and meaningful arrangement. Yeah, Yeah. and that the answers that come in Psalm 90 are to the questions of Psalm 89, and Mm. and that these these laments interspersed with these moments of hope are actually maybe giving us a context for listening to these moments of hope. Maybe they're not exactly hope. Maybe they're longing Mm -hmm. uh, as we get there. So. So that's yeah, obviously I get wound up about these because you know these are these aren't exactly mine, but I I'm protective of them. You know, I okay. ninety to one hundred six I think of as mine. I have published on the on eighty four to eighty nine, oh, okay. so okay. I do I do feel a little bit of ownership here, but not He's like I <laughs> lightly patting his Bible. I am patting like my like Bible. Here. It is. This is mine. These <laughs> these are nice. These are good. Ninety to one hundred six. I would, you know how dissertations are, right? I mean, I bet oh, yeah. you get kind of protective of the temple, huh? <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, there's a meme. There's a meme from uh, gangs in New York where the guy's taking off the jacket when someone takes takes you to task on something you wrote about in your dissertation. Right. <laughs> get ready for the fight scene. You <laughs> exactly. Know? Like, exactly. So this isn't my dissertation. Yeah. I just wrote an article on it's your this turf, one, man. It's your but, turf. But it's it's yeah. pretty darn close to my yard. Close to your turf. Yeah, it is. Um, sure. It's that shared patch of ground in between the houses that you're not sure which of you supposed to mow. Yeah. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of those. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. So my my old neighbor always let me mow it, and my my new neighbor's a little bit pushed out of shape about it. Oh, so really? Like, you can do it, man. Yeah, no I had problem. someone like mow in front of my bush. Which <laughs> what? Is, I thought that's what? weird. Does Leviticus mean, talk about that? I think I don't know. Probably <laughs> not mow in front, of bush. in front of another man's bush. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Um, but uh, fighting words. It uh, now it's made that side of the house look weird, though. So anyway. <laughs> Hey, or is that in Job? Someone that accused him of. <laughs> if, look, if, if that matters that much to the dude, he can mow. I don't. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. Trim the bush while they're fine. So that brings us back to the psalm pretty directly. Yeah. <laughs> but God will yes. speak. But God, I mean, the goal of all of this, God Full wants to circle. speak shalom to His people. Right. That's God wants flourishing. Uh-huh. That's what He wants. He wants us to have the 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 fullness of life. That's that's what we're praying for in here. So boy, let me hear that. Pretty long. And if you read it that way, boy, it's, I bet probably it'd be hard for me not to see that now. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. To those who turn to him in their hearts, surely mm-hmm. his salvation's at hand for those who fear him. Yeah. Surely he'll be surely. anytime. Yeah. And God says, stop calling me. <laughs> yeah. Surely had, I'll well, be there we when had I want. Surely and we had Harold in the other. <laughs> I, said, I, I resisted. I didn't go there. <laughs> well, I'm going <laughs> to tell me about Shirley and Harold. Shirley and Harold. <laughs> important parts of the text. Reading in Church is proud to partner with Audible.com. For you, the listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. Surely you can find something interesting in all of that. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch for your free audiobook. Go there today. I'm ready to move on. Okay. 
Yeah. Because do something simple and straightforward. Second Peter. Second that's Peter. finally. Second Peter, chapter three. I think versus... we're opening uh, Advent gifts, Christmas gifts, and oh, I got Second Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Did you save the receipt? <laughs> <laughs> I still have Bruce Mesker who said Second Peter, the only book in the New Testament which benefits from translation. <laughs> that, is, that is rough. Uh, it's boy, the Greek is hard. It's I mean, it's, it's brutal in it's Second Peter, isn't it? It's, no, First Peter is sophisticated. Second Peter looks like a fisherman has uh, done something. It's funny. With well, it. maybe it's maybe it's people's <laughs> treatment of it because a lot of people are like this must be a rhetorical pattern here. You oh, know, really? This is what I encountered. Yeah. <laughs> well, in my experience yeah. with Second Peter, uh, it was does this dude know Greek? Grass, What's happening right grass, now? No, I've never really translated it. In it's Greek. not. I've oh. tr- well, I think we did a paragraph or two just so that Crockett okay. could show us how okay. terrible it was. Oh, okay. Uh, First Peter's elegant. First Peter's oh, wonderful. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's you yeah. know, it's Lucan. It's it's yeah. just it's high. It's Greek, it's a wide second Peter. Um, but verse eight, but do not ignore, ignore this one fact. I hope it's the fact that's coming and not the one that we just missed. No, okay, just no, no. this one that's oh, coming. Okay, oh, yeah. do no, not ignore this one coming. fact, beloved, yeah. that with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. So, everybody get that written Works so we can ways. convert convert everything oh. we need to. The Lord is not slow about a, his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, like most thieves do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the elements. Oh, yeah. This is That's like kind. the comic thief who's knocked yeah. over the symbol in the, yeah. in the living right. room and fell um, into the drum set. Yeah. Right. Then the, the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the mm-hmm. earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Will be disclosed? Okay. Revealed? We'll move on. Apocalyptic. Revealed. Um, since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought to be leading lives of holiness? What sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness? That's an important word. Waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved and the elements will melt with fire. Big on dissolving things. <laughs> it would seem that much of the earth is soluble. Um, but in accordance with his promise, we Most wait... things are when you're talking about fire. <laughs> That's a good point. But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace without spot or blemish and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. Regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. Uh, so also our beloved brother Paul wrote to you according to the wisdom given him. Yeah, and after this it says, it's 15B says, some of which things are hard to understand. <laughs> well, I, amen. This, Even Peter said that. I wish we could have could have preserved that here yeah. then. Yeah. Some of the things Paul said is hard to understand. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't disagree and, with that. And, and it's... Uh, in that in that culture is like that means it's like oh he's deep you know hard yeah. to understand not like he didn't communicate it yeah, well. not like he's confusing but yeah. like this dude's yeah. he's got yeah. he's working on a different level yeah it's not a it's not a slam it's a okay. big compliment yeah well and also the background for this um oh boy the background for this uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I opened the door to do Whoops. any yeah t- so tell me what's the background for this well there's there's two themes two themes let's see do I remember one yeah they're both one of them is uh, well. They're related. Well, people are seems to be responding to people who are saying the Lord's not coming because okay. it's taking a long time. And okay, this is it's written some. I think there's somewhat agreement that it's written as a testament. Okay, okay, and a testament is often pseudepigraphical, right? right. It's written in the name of a someone important person, and 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 in that world, 
certainly in the in the Greco-Roman world or the literary convention, um, pseudepigraphic literature uh, or false letters is is to give an authoritative teaching sometime after the departure of a teacher or uh, you're a disciple of Paul mm-hmm. or a philosopher or, and uh, close close uh, important disciples will say this is authoritative of what he taught. So so. Yeah. So it's not the way to deceive or to right, say right. something different, but it's like here's to put a stamp of approval on it. Here's right. the authoritative version. Right. And what what they're saying Peter said, and and later and Paul said this stuff too. Right. Is that don't interpret delay as as the Lord's mm-hmm. not coming. Okay. Well, I think one of the things that, one of the ways I talk about that with students is, um, I you know I talk about Dietrich Bonhoeffer, but that doesn't help them. Um, but I said, yeah. I said, well, like for example, you know, some some students that that are with us for several years, they they take on our thinking, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just happens with professors. You know, we they think about things kind of the way we think yeah. about things, um, and they like us, they yeah. take our notes. They start talking like us. I said, now you go out and you start talking about these things we've talked about in here. Whose idea in your mind? Whose ideas right. are those? Sure. Are those your ideas? Sure. Yeah. And they're like, no, well, no, mm-hmm. you gave us those. And I said, yeah. well, okay, right. you've owned them, you've appropriated them, right. but you're teaching them yeah. as you know, my professor said. Um, yep. But that's what we have here, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's yeah. that's a pseudepigraphical. Mm-hmm. When we say pseudepigraphical, people always, I mean, they get twitchy with that, yeah, right? Not, not faking you out. No, you know? no, it's not that. Yeah. And, and also, the other thing I want to say is, as long as this Bible is authoritative because you believe God inspired it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whose pen yeah. was on the paper, right? Right. I mean, right. The, the Gospels are are anonymous. The mm-hmm. m- m- most the Old Testament is anonymous. No one cares about yeah. the Bible. Doesn't right. care about authorship mm-hmm. because ultimately God is author yeah. in this. So, so I just just want to take a word there to yeah. set folks at ease if they hear oh, yeah. false writing. Yeah, um, it, it, don't I think, get twitchy. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast. But when I talk about this, when I teach something that some people consider that way, I mean, you could argue, you could make arguments that it that it could be Peter, but it's one of those. I, probably majority of people are, right. or a good number of people are leaning towards it. It has the features of a false letter. Um, <laughs> See, uh, you keep saying that people are twitching when you I say know, false I letter. Know, but Can it, we well, go pseudepigraphical? It's a, it's a, Could you it's say a, it's a, it's a, speaking in the voice of a of an uh, of a teacher saying authoritatively? Here's what he said. It's like uh, like someone dresses up like Mark Twain. It's an evening right. with Mark Twain. You hear what Mark? You know the greatest hits of Mark Twain or uh, or Abe Lincoln. You know you're right. going to hear. Did you say Hey Blinken? Abe hey, hey Lincoln. <laughs> oh, Abe hey Lincoln. The better, okay. better known Lincoln of the Lincolns. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, yeah. Hey Blinken. Now that yeah yeah Hey Blinken it closed it didn't do very well <laughs> it wasn't no, it wasn't in that theater very long no, but no, Abe no. Lincoln even with oh, Abe Lincoln you that hear was a about big deal. Uh, if you can get Lincoln into a theater again but uh, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I would say too soon but it's been 150 years so maybe <laughs> not <laughs> but. Uh, by you know, the way, that was one of my some... favorite reviews of Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Someone said, worst thing that ever happened to Abraham Lincoln in a theater. That movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but now that's, that's a review, that's, boy. That's harsh. That's a review. <laughs> anyway. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, uh, what were we talking about? Abe uh, Lincoln. Abe yeah, Lincoln. So the real spider. You hear about his childhood. You hear, uh, you'll probably say the Gettysburg Address. Right. You hear those things that you got to know about Abe Lincoln. And and he's dressed like Abe Lincoln. It's a fake beard, and, he's, and you don't stand up and go, "That's not that's Lincoln. Not let's, let's get him." Okay, <laughs> one that he's very twitchy in the theater. Okay, don't say "Let's get him." Right, but also, right. it's like he's not trying to fool you. Okay, right. everyone understands this is not really necessarily. Abe Lincoln. This is someone <laughs> presenting. Uh, here's what we want to really want to remember about Abe Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of that's could be that that kind of thing. Okay. So one of the things he said. Let's just say real quick. It's a historical curiosity. 
right? At the end of the day, who's do you read it differently? Hand on this? Yeah. Do you read it differently? No, not no. necessarily. You might you might say um, if if it's a letter, then it's more broadly applicable. Yeah, and uh, where if it's uh, if it's a, a pseudo letter yeah. then it's uh i mean it's a, it's a letter it's more contextualized and specific right to that. right right everything you read about is actually the real context and you need to take that into account and and apply it in other contexts to the degree that they line up there's a sense of generically in terms of a genre a, a pseudo letter has more of a here's a kind of what he taught everywhere here's like, a, a, like here, an encyclical yeah, like a, yeah. a broadly de- yeah. applied one. right here's yeah, something but, teaching that's common to but it doesn't necessarily places. change much in not, the way in which you read this deal. text. No. Yeah, so yeah. so that's when I say, you know, we talk about authorship. Most of the time when we talk about authorship, it's really historical curiosity because it doesn't necessarily affect yeah. interpretation yeah. at that point. Well, I I do highlight it as when I go through uh First Timothy chapter two about women, yeah. It's very interesting. The the camps who say it's really it's really Paul writing to Timothy at Ephesus. Mm-hmm. And it's it's for for you know it's a very contextualized occasional writing to to uh, address specific issues you know, right. false teachers spreading it through women um, there at Ephesus and but if you don't believe that then it's all just uh, similitude it's not really Paul's not really writing to Timothy at Ephesus and it's more generally applicable here's what Paul taught what's interesting is that the default people who end in those camps no it's always you know I, you know they're always going to de- they're going these people are going to say it's always paul it's really and other people like places i used to teach like berkeley right. they're going to say nah, it's not really paul there's this thing called a false letter they both jump ship the, uh, they jump they ship jump on the ship interpretation when you yeah. get two women they go it's it's paul it's highly contextualized we need to understand except for the stuff he says about women that's for all that's, places you, and all that's times. universal yeah, yeah. yeah and the people who say false letters like yes yeah, is broadly what paul talk applicable in all places except for that stuff about women that's, that's not for that's now contextual <laughs> <laughs> that's not for now <laughs> yeah. so it's a really good one to teach because there's a lot going on here we need to think about why do people why are people inconsistent with their starting point with interpretation so it's a really good example yeah, and i always funny. have fun with that with students i you know i know that was a lot of time on that but i thought yeah. that was help. that's a helpful conversation because i think a lot of people listening yeah. to podcasts don't think about those things yeah. in those terms if anyone is actually listening to this podcast yeah. they yeah. don't <laughs> normally think in those terms i'm gonna, so. I'm gonna keep imagining they are yeah me yeah. too yeah me too but two, the two things are um, related one is that the delay of the lord means he's not going to come he didn't right. come in peter's lifetime or something like that or if peter's died and 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 maybe paul they both departed at this point um and also, therefore, we can live however we want, okay? Mm. So it's a heresy that's probably mm. common to a place like Ephesus, and yeah. maybe in, in Corinth is like, you can you can live however you want. There's some Greek thinking here. Um, things are just going to continue as they are, is, and the Lord's not going to come. It's like, one of the arguments is here, no, things don't continue as they are, because he talked about the flood right. just before this. And it says, that, don't think that God doesn't you know intervene, and, mm-hmm. and things just continue, because that's not the way it's going to happen at all. Uh, but he did do it with water last time. He said he wouldn't do it with water this time. So it's all about fire. Uh, <laughs> He's still using dissolve language, though. Yeah, a lot of dissolve. Yeah. The earth is very soluble. Yeah, with fire. With fire. <laughs> right. Sure. Right. So the rainbow means God won't use water no, next it time. It does not mean that. <laughs> Don't start. You could start. You mess around with the New Testament. Don't start yeah. doing that with my Old Testament. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's in the New Testament. That's in the... I always bring that up at the beginning of Revelation. You know, the rainbow oh, yeah. around the throne. Like, just trust me, all the stuff that's going to happen after the throne room scene in Revelation, it's not for destroying the earth. Okay. No. And this language, you might think it's destroying the earth, but it is. Sure, it looks is like it's destroying the earth. Renewing things and purifying. Oh, the earth and everything will be disclosed, not dis- destroyed. Yeah, in the, larger, in the larger witness of the canon, it doesn't seem to be. 
it it God's intention is not to destroy creation, but to purge it and to renew refine it, it, refine if it. You will. That's where I. That's where usually where I get with something like this. Yeah. So so we're burning the dross off of the earth. And... Yeah, but it's it's drawing upon. Yes, the question whether in the Greco-Roman world they were in a they, apocalyptic. In the apocalyptic, but and I said Stoic. This is Stoic. It's either Stoic or it's apocalyptic, or they're mixing it because this language of elements. Um, on the one hand, the elemental spirits are the um, um, is one way to talk about. Um, there's there's spiritual entities behind the sun, moon, and stars, yeah. you know, in the pagan world, and, right. and that's taken up into apocalyptic. Um, or the powers, literally dynamite, uh, the powers that exist. That the dynamite control. that exists in the world that yeah. controls things. Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it's one commentary will completely interpret it through elemental spirits because Paul talked, it's surprising how many times that shows up elemental spirits, yeah. the yeah. spirits that people are, are uh, we talked about, was it last week or a week before Ephesus about the, uh, the things that control your life, you know, right. and that's why there's a lot of sorcerers and, and magic because you want to you want to have some control of your life. Those are the things: the sun, moon, and stars, and a, a, a you know astrology and those sorts of things that determine your existence. You try to have some control through sorcery or mm-hmm. magic, and and uh, this is talking about um, you could think of that as elements. There's one way to th- think of it in a thoroughly Jewish apocalyptic way or response to paganism. Another way would be to think of it as as a uh, Stoic talked about the uh, the the of all the diversity in the world. There's four elements, and I forget what it is: fire and earth and wind, earth, earth wind and fire, and, and water. Else. And the other guy went off and did his solo album. I <laughs> no, forget. Wait. earth, wind, fire, and water. My, my, I know it's fire and water and probably earth, but I'm not sure what the fourth one is. It might be wind, but it, it they, was in the fifth element. They talk about it, not in the yeah. <laughs> is, the Bruce, fifth is Bruce Willis yeah. is this canon? No, it's yeah. probably not canon. No, no, it's just, as if this weren't hard enough. <laughs> So he might be casting his his net broadly and covering mm. both bases when you see people so committed to one or the other. It might not be a one or the other thing. Yeah. But uh, it is— uh, Allowing some room with both of them. Thoroughgoing thorough apocalyptic, probably with the sense of renewing, because that's how, the, that's, that's how the Stoic folks thought about it. And really, I think that there's a degree of that. Apocalyptic is— Jewish apocalyptic is not destroying the earth. No. Earth is not the problem. Earth isn't the Mater- problem. Matter is not a problem. Yeah, we've been wait yeah. Earth's been waiting on folks to yeah. get you know together it's all good. on this. It's all yeah. good. You know, it's this, we should point out too, this is the end of Second Peter. Right? We're almost done here. Yeah, it's not long. I didn't It's like I mean, we got literally we're like four verses from the end of this. Okay, and what is the what how did they phrase uh, the second half of fifteen? Uh well fifteen is uh, in regard patience of our Lord is salvation. So also our beloved Paul wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, speaking of this as he does in all his letters. There are some things in them hard to understand, <laughs> which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as yeah. they do the other scriptures. Mm-hmm. You therefore, beloved, since you are forewarned, beware that you're not carried away with the error of the lawlessness and lose your own stability. Yeah, lawlessness. I think Paul probably comes up because part of this heresy might be mis- misreading Paul's antinomias. So salvation oh, okay. by faith, they're taking it to a far libertine extreme. Okay. Like, you don't have to— You, you have know, to do anything. You don't have to be ethical. <laughs> well, that's, I guess that's what you're—that would tie back to what you're saying with if, if, the, if the second coming has already happened or hasn't come, yeah. didn't come— mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Then, uh, then it doesn't matter what we doesn't do. Doesn't matter how we live. And, so. and, and didn't Paul teach that? It's yeah, like, right. No, Paul did not teach that. And no, things don't continue as they are. And and so he's hitting all those these arguments. Uh, okay, I got you. So the whole letter is like, 
countering arguments. And so you're kind of reconstructing, well, what are the arguments? Well, it's the opposite of what he's arguing. So the real question I have is how close were second Peter and Jude sitting in apostle class? Because <laughs> there's a lot second of, Peter is sitting behind Jude because there's a lot of overlap yeah, he's, there. He's taking it, taking it up. Most of, most of Jude is in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a long version of Jude. And usually the plagiarist well, writes Jude is, longer. Jude than, is long, you know, Hey, version. Hey Jude. I mean, it goes on forever. As I <laughs> well, yeah, that, that don't make long. it bad. Yeah. So. yeah. That does go on. That's a great line from uh, Stephen Wright when he had his guitar out and he's playing. He says, I shall now perform everything the Beatles ever recorded. I won't do all of Hey Jude. That's right. That's a great great line. (laughs) Anyway. It's definitely emphasizing that God, things don't, things might appear to be going along and they, they, you know, philosophically, there might be some people committed to either a circular view of history, a cyclical view, but this is saying, no, no, there's a, uh, it's all headed toward a, uh, a climax. And, uh, and not only that, we've seen that before. So don't, uh, don't think that, uh, this length of time is uh, anything cause, uh, you're thinking in terms of human. I wish I had a good, good trans, a different trans. I don't have it handy, uh, cause disclosed is fascinating to me. The end of verse 10, that, yeah, uh, that the earth will be, you know what? I, maybe I can look it up real quick here that the earth will be disclosed is, don't you find that an, an interesting word and everything. There's a lot for me to worry about in this passage. So oh. I didn't get didn't get stuck on that little speed bump. Well, it yeah. just I mean yeah, that's no, just no, an interesting as you, as you pointed out yeah. interesting image there of of disclosed everything that is done on it. So I think it, this is uh, you do find this in some of the um, apocalyptic discourses that the things that are hidden will be shattered. It's a future rooftops. passive from uh, Eurisco to be found. It's not, I think it's something like to be found out. You to know, be found be out, discovered, just going to be laid bare. To uh, this will uh, to find out, to detect, in to a discover. Sense that uh, uh, wh- where he's going with this. Let me let me just see if this balance helps. To be bit. oh, in Luke, it's to be obtained, like to be acquired. Hmm. Uh, hmm. It's he uses Luke uses it that in that okay. sense of it, gathered, observed, found. And you kind of well, if we, I don't know if. I'm not looking at 11 and 12, thinking of how... I'm sorry, I was, I, sorry the, the, the choice of disclosed yeah. is fascinating to it, me. It is, it is, because it's not... It's a, not it's like apocalypsis. Yeah, no, exactly. No, it's yeah, not revealed. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's we discovered, yeah. perhaps, might be more of an indictment against people who are living, you know, a libertine lifestyle or something like that. Yeah. The counter to that would be the, the last three verses. But in accordance with his promise, we wait for a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness is at home. So... Yeah. In this purified, renewed creation, righteousness will will be at home rather than the uh, the kind of the uh, the kind of it's rare now where it's a stranger. Where it's a stranger now, yeah, it's a right. stranger where now that's being persecuted. It's going to be at home, so it's an exhortation to start living that way now. If you yeah. want to be a part of that renewed creation, do you want to be part of the new creation or yeah. is the continued part of the problem? Yeah, yeah, right. So live righteously because that's going to be. Uh, that's going to be characteristic of the new creation. Mm-hmm. You know, when when unrighteousness is vanquished. And, oh, and or dissolved. <laughs> Purged, maybe. Like How recipe. about that? Dissolve unrighteousness. <laughs> One <laughs> cup of dissolved In some fire. <laughs> and then stir. Stir. <laughs> wow. All right. While you're waiting for things, here's one. You know, as you started to read this, I go, "I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Robert a question about that verse." I realized, "Oh no, I got to answer these." <laughs> it's like, wait, I mean, that day, one day is like a thousand years to the Lord. Does he get bored? You know, so, and when you're God, it seems like a thousand it's years. Because I'm not sure that it helps. You people are taking forever. One day is like a thousand years. I get the thousand years is like one day. Okay, I get that. You know. Oh, okay. But 
what does it mean when they say for the to the Lord? One day is like a thousand years. I, I notice verse 14 to have that strive to be at peace that you know, I because I'm thinking shalom when I see that, even mm-hmm. though it's irony, but without splot or spot or splot, without splot, spot or that, blemish that either, yeah. is a is a sacrifice. I mean, that's a sacrifice uh, image. Mm-hmm, yeah, righteousness. You know? mm-hmm, that yeah, that notion yeah. of being mm-hmm. um He's all over the place here. A living I mean, I come back to that living sacrifice idea, but that's what it is to mm-hmm. be at peace uh and and be an acceptable sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is what he's saying. Yeah. While you're waiting, while yeah. you're waiting, be an acceptable sacrifice. Well, pure, righteous. Yeah. Yeah. Flourish. Yeah. So it is about, um, well, it begins with the uh, chronology or patience of the Lord. It ends with patience of the Lord. You know, you're, the Lord is, the patience is, uh, God is being merciful, okay? Mm-hmm. And regard the patience of, of our Lord as salvation, you know? And that comes up a few times in the New Testament, that the delay is God's mercy, yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not that though. This isn't happening. Isn't okay. forsaking you. It, yeah. It's, it's it's an act of patience. It's not a failure. Right. Judgment's going to come. There's going to be a reckoning. Uh, but the delay is rather his patience. Wow. You know. Uh, he is all over the page, though, isn't he? I mean, yeah. The imagery is just <laughs> it really is. I mean, we're coming back to Papa Wallace teaching me how to shoot again, right? Well, yeah. Lord, you should have hit it. Yamed all over the tree. I mean, yeah. he just it's it's it everywhere. Is. Yeah. Could could yeah. be smoothed out. <laughs> Usually, usually plagiarists, plagiarists are good at that. Yeah, moving things out a bit. See, we use you keep using things. words that we ascribe negative connotations to. You need to find better words oh, that people won't hear yeah. negatively. Well, yeah, he does take up. I mean, um, one theory, one person said, well, Jude might have been the scribe. Jude could have written have Jude, and <laughs> she's like, I need some more. Wrote this you know, for like, all right, no problem. I'll yeah. just slip this yeah, in. Perfect. I'm done. <laughs> well, I've done that before, right? Right. Yeah. yeah I've never known an academic to re- <laughs> repurpose an article oh, yeah. or if you a don't presentation. Use it three times, you're not being smart. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So. I'm ready to move on to Mark. Are you ready to move on yeah, to Mark? Sure. Okay. Good smooth communicator. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mark, a little better. Mark one one to eight. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, mm-hmm. spoiler alert. Okay, he has told us Jesus Christ is the Son of God, mm-hmm. and nobody else gets it. The rest of the story, right? No. So oh, this no. is this yeah. is yeah. that's that's a gift for us as the reader. It is to know that. It is. Right. And we're going to hear it again at the baptism. Of as the- as it is written in the prophet Isaiah. See. I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Well, some of that's from Isaiah. Mm-hmm. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance and the forgiveness of sin, for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now, John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. Because that's how he rolled. That's just John. John being John. That's just John being John. (laughs) He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. Uh, Coming after me, not coming after me. (laughs) Coming Mm -hmm. after me. (laughs) I'm not worthy. He's not chasing him. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Literally dissolve you. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> I dissolved you with water. That's one of the no, great no. things about bab- baptize is that it's not even a translation. <laughs> it's not even a translation. Baptizo no. is the no. Greek. So we just, the word, you get this, baptize is based on the baptizo. It comes from the word baptize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, interesting. That wow. helps. Thank you. Wow. Write that down. Yeah, the beginning. So he, so he, did he invent the, the word euangelion, good news? The gospel? Uh, Does he invent the word gospel? No, that's an Isaiah thing. 
Isaiah does that? Yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah in that section I'm that we read. I'm betting that Isaiah did not invent, did not invent Euangelion. Yeah, no. I bet no. that Isaiah said it in Hebrew. You could say he invented the genre. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, the genre, which raises the question, if he's the first one who writes a gospel. Which I'm willing to accept. Okay. I will concede your point, Then sir. what is verse 1? The beginning of the whatchamacallit, and you're the first one to make a whatchamacallit. Of Jesus Christ, you know, it's like, wait a minute, how could it be a title if nobody knows what this thing is you're doing? If you're the first one... So is he not the first one? Uh, he, he is the first one. I just think we shouldn't read that as a separate uh, verse. I think we need to keep reading. We need to go... That the, There's no punctuation in the original, right? Right. No space, no anything. There's also no small letters. Yeah. Just, Everything's capital with no spaces. Just a line of text, and if you get to the edge, and you're middle of a word, you go you to the next... just keep going, no. yeah. Yeah, we don't we go to the next line. Well, they might have kept going, but there's no record because <laughs> they're at the edge. Wow. Kinds of, we're probing all kinds of things. You know, have you ever heard of a boost trophy on? How about that for a word? It is no. A, it, after is, the... it is a Greek inscription that when they got to the edge, rather than going back to the beginning, <laughs> they just dropped down the line and then wrote right to left. Oh. And then drop down a line and wrote left to right, yeah. and then drop down a line and wrote right. Oh to left. yeah, 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 yeah. So I've that it's, it's yeah. when it's actually when I'm the not just issue of, say they wrote sideways. I no. do that on greeting cards. Like ah, I did not plan this out. No, well. no, they actually write back and forth. That the that they're at least at the time when the Greek had a flexibility as to whether it was going to be a left to right or right to left language because they do both. They could just do both. They just went right to left and then they went left to right, right to left, left to right, right to left, wow. all the way down. I could not imagine trying to read that text. No, no. <laughs> I know that's what they did. A bunch of those. They said, all right, we're just going to have to pick one here, guys. We're either going to have to go left yeah. or right or right yeah. to left. Well, yeah. and, and the and the words, the direction of the word would yes. be flipped. Wow. It would. So okay. so that right. So that it would then. The beginning you know, of the word would be on the right. Wow. Correct. Wow. Yeah. They would just render right. it right to left. It's called a boost okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we've covered that, but have a great week. <laughs> <laughs> We're not done yet. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying. What are you saying? Is that it's likely that you should read one and two as one sentence. Oh, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and as, as it is written Greek, in the prophet the, Isaiah. The am, or, or is as it is written, or is just as it is written in the prophet Isaiah. Mm. And so if you read it that way, you don't just get a quote from Isaiah, but you get all these echoes of Isaiah yeah. all the way through. Not just the first you know, chapter, but all the way through. And so there's a, you know, there was a slew of dissertations about the uh, Mark's... Isaiahic new exodus, you know, and realize, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, when you do that, it's like, oh, that, oh, Isaiah is the lens for understanding Mark. And there's all these allusions to, mm. uh, to Mark. So we'll get, oh, I forget. Which we... is why you chastised me when I was unhappy about having to go back through Isaiah again. Oh, no, no, that's not, that's not why. No, no, because, you know, he's dipping in here and there. But uh, with is I, this with his Isaiah. only oh, Old Testament quote? Um. Well, Explicit quote in Mark in the entire. I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. No, I think something in my mind is saying no, this. I is think his... there's something in the passion narrative. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to look now you while you scan. you keep talking. <laughs> Hold on, folks. Make We're up gonna, something. Yeah, I'm going to read the book of Mark. Hold on. <laughs> that well, I was really in a church good. where they asked me to read this, and I changed it. And <laughs> the pastor started a sermon, and that's what you get when you have a New Testament scholar read the. Wow. Okay. <laughs> read the text. No. Okay. No. There's more. But what I was saying is, like, people put verse one separate. It doesn't really, there weren't no such thing as a good news, other than the sense that good news is very much, shows up a lot after verse, okay, so, chapter okay. 40 in All Isaiah. Right, I'm getting you now. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you saying is mm-hmm. that the reason, if he is the first, 
No one knows what a good news is. Yeah. And so he is defining good news by continuing on this verse, not putting a period at the end of God. He's saying the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, son of God, as it is written in the yeah, prophet Isaiah, yeah, you know, yeah. the good well, news. Well, there's something to say the beginning of the gospel. Like, if he's the first writer of a, a gospel, if you think about this as a, a new genre or yeah, something. Sort of and synthesis. by the way, good news is gospel. Yeah. Uangelion yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, That's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't make much sense, but it does make a lot of sense and opens up the book if you realize, oh, I'm going to hear a lot of Isaiah echoes as we go on. Mm-hmm. He's not done with Isaiah when he's through quoting Isaiah. Um, there's a lot of Isaiah here, and uh, forget if we what, do we keep going with Mark? I guess we do. We probably yeah, the baptism of Jesus. I bet Jesus shows up. That probably Jesus is probably we'll coming. Probably read that part. I think. Okay. Spoiler well, we'll, alert. <laughs> uh, I'll tease a little bit of that out, but but uh, that shows up. Um, there's a lot of echoes. I could. I'll, I'll emphasize some of the echoes uh, as we go forward in, in Mark, and this there's a lot in even in in chapter one. So anyhow. Um, yeah, he's talking about uh, this good news that Isaiah is announcing. It's very, you know, it's mm-hmm. a very positive portion of of Isaiah' return from exile, right? And um, um, a little bit different, if you notice the way this is punctuated. And I'm not exactly sure how this. I have to go back to the Greek and think. It's different than the Septuagint because what we just read in Isaiah was the voice of. Um, how does it? Let's see what's right there. No. Yeah, you just wrote yeah. it. You just read it. Right. The voice cries out, the quote starts, in the wilderness, prepare the, prepare the way of the Lord. In Mark, it's the voices in the wilderness. And then the message of the voice, which is located in the wilderness, says right. prepare the way of the Lord. That makes a closer association with John the Baptist, mm-hmm. who shows mm-hmm. up. So it's it's engaging uh, Isaiah, but interpreting it for this new context. Okay, So as is written the prophet Isaiah, see, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Okay. That's more identifying John. And then it's prepare the way of the Lord. What do you do in the wilderness? You prepare You're preparing the, the way of the Lord. Preparation. Yeah. Make his path straight. And there's a lot of uh images of preparation. There's Isaiah, mm-hmm. there's what John is doing to the people. They're preparing Well for and the that image Lord. that you were talking about of if the king is coming, you're doing what you mm-hmm. can to make the trip ahead of him easier. Yeah. That yeah. that's John's role here, right? Yeah. He's softening yeah. up the ground. He's going ahead of the king. Yeah. He's, he's not the king. He's yeah. loosening the ketchup bottle for him. You <laughs> yeah. know, here, I, here, I'll unscrew the top a little bit there yeah, for you. He's not going to say he loosened it. I loosened it. I, that, I say. I he could have done it. He's stronger I than me. Did a lot of that work, but oh. you know. Yeah, he's softening up the ground a little bit. Yeah, thus ends the ketchup metaphor. <laughs> it's not, not an, and I spoke to them another parable. It's not an extended analogy. John said, <laughs> boy, this ketchup bottle's tough. But the one who comes after me, he would be stronger. Able. I'm right. not worthy to even try the mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wow. I don't know. <laughs> now that makes sense. This, can't, this sandal stuff, I never really related to that, but this condiments. <laughs> this condiments. Now, now I understand. <laughs> yes. Since most of us don't wear sandals, though we have a colleague who does year-round. Yes, we so. do. And the socks change with the liturgical seasons. If there are socks. Wintertime, he puts on yeah, socks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which we live in a place that's very cold. It's very cold. Why does he wear I sandals? Know. I don't understand. No, no. no. Uh, that, that will be a subject of another podcast. But. So John is the messenger in this interpretation, appropriation mm-hmm. of this, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. John the baptizer appeared. Um, you have an announcement of something, mm-hmm. a, uh, a prediction in the, in the sense of, not the typical sense of prophecy, but uh, someone's coming. Um, and then that person shows up, and John right. does the same thing. He says, someone's coming, and right. then Jesus shows up after this. Right. So that's the way Mark is. It's like, uh, it's, um, 
it's a nice introduction because uh, there's immediate fulfillment, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's uh, immediately what is announced happens. And then in the kind of the whole. Yeah, everything always happens immediately in yeah. Mark, right? Yeah, and but, then immediately. But really all the dominoes, like the dominoes are like really falling here. And it's like, oh, that's a nice slingshot into, this, into the gospel, you know. Yeah, no, he hits the ground running here. For, for an Advent text, there's no Advent stuff. There's no birth. You there's know, no coming here. Well, we normally think about Christmas stories, you know. This is just, yeah. Jesus shows up as an adult, you know. Someone, I think, years ago said that, that Mark is the movie script. Mark is is perfect for a movie script because yeah. it hits the ground right. Yeah, it's you know, action. There's no build-up. It's, it's an all, action movie. It's an action. Yeah. yeah. Jesus shows up, John hit, I right. mean, you know, boom, boom, boom. Right. Yeah, we're not mm-hmm. we're not dealing with any, from the beginning of time, in the beginning, yeah, was the way, you yeah, don't get that. No, you know, yeah, if, no... if they're going to make a movie out of one of the Gospels, Jerry Bruckheimer would do this one. Yeah, right, yeah. he blows in from out of town immediately. Yeah, you know, yeah. Here comes fire, this. cars yeah. blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, John walking in the desert with the explosions behind him. Yeah, Slow-mo. exactly. Slow mo. Exactly. That's all happening. Fire out there, burning up wheat and people are going out to him. see. Whoa, this guy! Wow, clothed in camel's hair with a yeah. leather belt around his yeah. waist. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Elijah imagery. That's the thing that we're getting there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think last year before I became wiser, I was saying, "Well, it's either Lenny Kravitz or no, because yeah, no, yeah, I've seen him dressed that way." So it's some—it's a Jewish person who's dressed. You know what really? You know what really indicates it is the belt. That's what. <laughs> the belt, that's yes. what it is. That's it's, right. We had this discussion. It sets it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that yeah. part of that story. Yeah. Who in the world told you to do that? Well, I don't know. It was a hairy guy with a belt. Oh, Ooh, a belt. that's Elijah. Ooh. Yeah. Nobody wore belts before yeah. Elijah. Man, he, yeah, well, not everyone can pull it off. He—he he is the one who cinched up yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Hairy guy with a belt. That's that's what they said about him. So what's the locust and the honey? Do you know where that's coming from? I, no, I don't. Okay. Um, other than that might be wild food available. Okay. Know? And then those people say, people who are, uh, is there, I guess our culture is a, a kind of averse to eating uh, bugs. bugs, but that that's not so in a lot of cultures. And no, that's true. Very well have eaten, eaten those. But he is like where he is. He's wild. He's eating wild food. The location in is the wild. wild. He's outside of society. God does this thing in this these unformulated places that can have potential for good or evil. It's a place. It's like a blank slate. The, the okay. wilderness. It's where he took Israel to it's, make them it's into a people. Unformed. Yeah. It's unordered. Unformed. Uh huh. And, and then God works creatively so in that context. Potential for order, but right. Yeah. And and here coming out from Jerusalem, that's a statement over against Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. We talked about the, all those false messiahs who. Why do they keep leading people out in the wilderness? Because it's saying uh, judgment is coming on Jerusalem. It's mm-hmm. a counterstatement. Mm-hmm. So it's not far enough from Jerusalem that Jerusalem doesn't know what's going on. Right. Well, it's, it's only 15 miles. It's political drama over against it. But it's also a recapitulation of uh, a re- reboot of Israel's history or the people of God. This is where That's where God makes a people. Right. In the wilderness. Is in the wilderness. So all these people come out, and it's probably not much of an exaggeration because John had this huge impact. Right. And, uh, you know, all of Judea, all of Jerusalem, yeah, lots, yeah, because yeah. more is written about John and, you know, secular historians, contemporary, the period, people write about John. And, and every every gospel in some fashion clarifies the fact that as great as John was, Jesus was greater. Yeah. And whether John says it or they say it different ways, it's always at the beginning. You all the gospels there. have to address this yeah, issue. Yeah, so you're reckoning you with a, not. this guy was huge, huge impact, yeah. Not just a stuntastic dresser, but actually had yeah. an impact on people. It wasn't just his impeccable fashion sense no. that got this attention. No. Or yeah. or his cooking shows. <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. It was, right. It was more yeah. than that. Yeah. Someone said, and honey, so I was in some class, I'm going, honey, because we go through this in, in uh, it's one of the texts we go through in, mm-hmm. in New Testament. Honey, is that like the word of God? Your word, it's like sweet as honey. And 
and crunchy as crickets. <laughs> you got to test these things out. You know? <laughs> just because you, you have the same before word. Before you say them out. You Unless you're a rabbi, have... then you can just grab a word here. And oh, there. sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Of course. So yeah, he is, uh, why Elijah? Because, well, Elijah didn't die, did he? You know, there's expectation no, about, uh, did Elijah, why didn't he die? Don't you got to do that? He's got more work to do. Is he coming back? And mm-hmm. so Mal- Well, that's where Malachi's coming in, Malachi right? Malachi comes in. I will send you the prophet Elijah mm-hmm. before the like, great and terrible day of the yeah. Lord. So, so a lot of expectation. And there's some, um, talking about test, testament literature, there's a literature written, there's the testament, the 12, 12 sons of Jacob each have their own testament. Okay. collection. It's in the Time Life collection with these sure, sons, yeah, sons of right. Korah. Yeah. And I think in a number of them, they say, well, why why hasn't uh, the Lord come? We're kind of in the same territory, because people, rabbis would argue, like, has God set a time, or can we hasten that? Right. And some would argue, saying, if we repent, it would hasten. It so you find it. that in the rabbinic writings. You also find it in the sons of, uh, sons of Korah, the sons of <laughs> Jacob's testaments. And they say, well, why hasn't Messiah showed up? Well, he would if we all repent on one day. So this language of everyone coming out and repenting, oh, there's all this expectation. Gotcha. Like, here's that guy Isaiah talked about, and he's talking about someone greater coming, well, and all I, and all Israel is repenting. And this guy's like Elijah. Wait a minute, this is just really ratcheting up the expectation. Well, and you know, in in then in the context of Second Peter, right, wasting for and hastening the coming day mm-hmm. of the Lord. I mean, by that, your yeah, by your righteous by your righteousness lifestyle. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not, and it worked. <laughs> Look, here he was. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Jesus. You keep reading. I'm not going to keep reading. I'll be darned. Jesus worked. showed up. Yeah. That's what he's waiting for. Evidently. Everybody came out and <laughs> yeah. they all repented yeah. and the Messiah showed up to so the it rabbis. It happened right. unexpectedly. They didn't even have time for a Christmas story or anything. No, no. Yeah. Just, just like, what? Jumped right into this. <laughs> what were the odds of everybody repenting? You know, really? <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> Jesus didn't see that coming. The bookies took a beating once <laughs> Did again. Did not see that coming. <laughs> And so then he shows Only the up. father saw it coming. And that's, why, and that's why there's no Christmas story in Mark. <laughs> exactly. Because everyone exactly. repented. Yeah. There wasn't time. Yeah. Just, 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 nobody you know, that's the, solving those mysteries yeah. is what this podcast yeah. does. I think that's that's important. Bible mysteries. Yeah. That's Bible all. mysteries with Check Mike and that Rob. Box. That yep. was another alternate mm-hmm. title for mm-hmm. our podcast. <laughs> Bible mysteries. So. All right. The one who is more powerful. So he gives testimony that the one coming is more powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. So, uh, I baptize you with water. He will baptize you or immerse you with the Holy Spirit. So, very, he's an apocalyptic preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about, oh, is he going to, I think there's more after this. He's talking about, maybe I'm thinking of Matthew, the cleansing his threshing floor. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the longer quote. In, in you know, the good news. <laughs> yeah. That John preaches. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's in, in Luke, right? That's in Luke. He yeah. says, and, 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 who, who, who taught you to come out? You brood of vipers, do this. this. And he continued to preach the good news. <laughs> like, wow. That's the good news? <laughs> that's broad, broadly yeah. defined. Broadly good defined. News. Oh, right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, oh. I hope that uh, the Advent season is moving along well for you um, and that you are hopefully not finding apocalypses so far mm. this Christmas mm-hmm. season that you are uh, able to find joy uh, in the coming. Uh, but uh, Christ is coming in a, just a couple of chapters. Right? Yeah. This is soon. Very soon. Very soon. If we just all repent, it'll get mm-hmm. here quicker. So. Yep. It'll help. <laughs> we'll have a great week. Blessings. Blessings. Blessings.